All right. Hello, everyone. What's up, good people? We are back again. Where from here? Um, this is Where from Here, uh, the podcast. Um, I'm Alfred Nomad. I'm Snell. And we uh, are creatives talking to other creatives from a creative perspective. We're all trying to figure out our next steps from here. So this is Where from Here. Um, and today is a special day. It's a special day. It's a special day because we have some special guests with us. So. And we got cake. And we got cake. <laughs> it was my birthday. And yeah. I, I have I had way too much cake available. So I brought it. I almost felt some kind of way. But then before we got on on uh, for the episode, we all indulged, except for Snell and Gerard. You know, we eat carrots and leaves and all that good stuff. So, man, they you know. for, <laughs> for the pod, man. Either way, we got cake and we got special guests. So these these um, people are a married duo um, that are they're like a they're just. Some of the coolest people I've ever met. I want to start there. I feel like yeah. the first oh, time I met you. I don't know about starting with it like that. <laughs> no, Jeez, no, no. they have a lot to live up to. <laughs> no, no. I mean, no, seriously. Like, I, I feel like the first time we met, we were sitting down sharing uh, food at the yeah. at, at the rattle, like we were yeah. best buds or something. Yeah. And uh, but no, they're just really genuinely good people and a super talented uh, artists and musicians. Yes. Their creative direction is amazing. Um, if you ever check out any of their stuff, I couldn't help but work with them. I feel like I can't stop working with these people. They, they, uh, <laughs> they made my album. Everything will be all right uh, on a couple tracks, and we've got some more uh, stuff in the works. Um, I don't want to give too much about them. We're actually going to talk a lot. So, mm-hmm. But uh, you're in for a treat uh, with these people today. I want to introduce Finkel. Thanks for having Finkel. us. Finkel. Yeah. yeah. Let's give it a little yeah. hand clap. It's good to be here. Thank that was a hell of an intro. That was a hell of an intro, right? Is it okay? Yeah. Okay. That was, that was yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, so if you don't mind, let's just start so people know who you are. So yeah. tell, tell us, who are you? And, um, yeah, just tell us a little about yourself. Like, who are you? You want to take that one? I'm going to have a bite of cake. <laughs> sure. Well, it all started. <laughs> the year was 2003. It was 2010. I'm just kidding. Oh, we met. Okay. Yeah, we, we, we met in 2010 uh, at Albion College in Albion, mm-hmm. Michigan. Mm-hmm. And um, we joined an a cappella group. And oh, yeah. Neither of us had ever done anything like that. And then. Uh, it went to playing for pizza and beer at the only bar in town that would let you have music. Mm. Brian showed up in his pajamas and asked them if he could play music there. And um, I'm serious about it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put on his good clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't messing around back. Then. <laughs> went uh, to set up the expectations, yeah. and um, the the owner of the restaurant sat him down, <laughs> made him breakfast, and then said. <laughs> What kind of was I was in and out. I had some eggs. <laughs> and then we had a gig. Come to think of it, maybe that's how I should start yeah, all my no, meetings. Really, it was like <laughs> I was batting a thousand from the beginning. That's amazing. Yeah. But then, oh, wow. So yeah. all that to say, it, then we got joined some bands, and um, and then we were a wild folk band where we just did was really. Was the question, who are we? Yeah. This is Jane, and I'm Brian. Hello. Yeah. Oh yeah, that too. I was yeah. just was thinking about it. I was like, um, "What's the actual root of this question?" Yeah, yeah. But no, we want to learn yeah, yeah. about, about yeah, your no, I'm, so. I'm like hooked now. What happened? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, good. Right. Just, just, just wanted to clear that up. Hell of an intro. Yeah. Like you got to do it. Yeah. And then Brian got an audio engineering degree wow. in Nashville when I was finishing up my senior year of college. So we we had free studio time. Mm. So that meant we had to write our first music. Because we had this mm-hmm. studio time, right. and so we 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 spent the summer writing an album, and my, my last semester, and uh, 
from then on, we've kind of just kept up that same momentum of just like, well, let's just do the damn thing. It's been an, it's been <laughs> an always on strategy from from mm-hmm. the jump, from the PJs. From, from the, the PJs. PJs. So, so, so when it has its ups and downs. <laughs> when, did, uh, <laughs> when did it go Comfort from... Comfort is not um, a down. When did it go from bands, like you were in a band, acapella group, when yeah. did it go from that to just you two? We, we were kind of messing around with it at the beginning, too. It wasn't um, anything super serious. This acapella group that we were in, there were a couple, like, events that you could mess around, pick up a guitar, and... and you know, sing with some of the people that you sing in the acapella group. And so Jane and I took advantage of those periods during during that um, those college years to kind of just start singing together, just her and I. Mm-hmm. And we found out it was super fun. And so then we just continued to follow that type of <laughs> follow the fun uh, until 2020. Um, but yeah, we got to mess around a little bit back then in, in that setting and then as Jane mentioned, we did the band thing in the only bar in Albion and played for pizza and beer on college. What was it? Sen- Monday, Monday night, senior, senior night. Senior bar night, yeah. Senior bar night on Mondays, and it was a hoot. We made a whole party in this, like, really nice. quiet, sleepy uh, bar. We just like hanging beginning. out together, so that was where it, that's that's really why it started. Lots of, lots of covers, like, man. Hey, nice. let's, uh, <laughs> why don't you and I play some music and then just spend yeah. some hours together it was pretty mm-hmm. much yeah why you were a football started. player right mm-hmm. how did that work out with music and sports thankfully great um i because we went to a smaller college a division three college it wasn't like they took my life away when i signed on the mm. dotted line to you know uh, play college football and um you know back then of course i probably would have loved to go play division one or even you know two but mm-hmm. even even still playing at a lower level allowed me the ability to like do some of these extracurriculars that i didn't know i was super passionate about until i did them mm. and then uh yeah really quickly i think your microphone is like way below your mouth <laughs> oh, for do real? you want me to lift it up for you <laughs> i got you thank <laughs> you is that better it's, it's, like, right. it's like so down so low the whole time i didn't I'm check like, my should i say my, something nice uh, <laughs> <laughs> good look hopefully that's better but yeah, so it, yeah, it didn't. It never. It never really was a problem. The sports thing and the and the music thing. Um, but at at a certain point, you can't play football anymore. So. Right. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. So, who who like who approached who, or was it just like a natural? Nice. That's a good question. You just I let do. love take its course. Did we mention yes. that? Did we mention that they're married at all? We said I said a couple. Yeah, of okay. okay. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah but I, I find it amazing that you're that you're married and that you. Create. Do, like you create together too. I, you're like I only know maybe two to three people that are like that. That yeah. they their business yeah. or their creativity is, and and their partner like they do it all together. Yeah. Like that's pretty. You don't. That's pretty rare. I mm-hmm. feel like we we think so. We we don't you know tend to try and compare too too often in that case. But um, yeah, we don't meet too many other couples that that are doing this. It works well for us. We we um it it's helped us be able to communicate because we have to constantly be in communication. It's helped our marriage for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. yeah. It, it, it kind of helped, you know, talking things out is a very hard skill, even outside of music, right? Just in any setting. And sure. so having to have, when you're in a band with somebody, it's kind of like a marriage. You're, mm-hmm. the, you're around them all the time. For you're sure. working together. <laughs> um, and yeah, so just using those same skill sets kind of helps both. Like I when think, when um, 
ego you got to get rid of ego though that's a big big well yeah that's big part of it <laughs> trying yeah, that's to like a band the, right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly right and that's why a lot of bands end up breaking up too right yeah the, the I ego think part but we are doing very well <laughs> <laughs> no breaking up <laughs> yeah no i don't think so so what what happens when you know you're writing a song you're doing a song you record it and you might not like something about the song yes. that he loves like how does that go down regularly (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, you know that it's it's one of those we we really try to work on on removing our ego when we're writing easier said than done so a, a lot of times what it kind of comes down to is how much do you believe in this if you really believe in this wholeheartedly it it unless i really don't believe in it Mm-hmm. Uh, a strong decision is better than than a neutral one. Yeah. And so if somebody is just, you know, you see you see your bandmate or your person just just so passionate about this space <laughs> note, sometimes you got to give it to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. And sometimes you have to walk away for a while. Yeah. <laughs> you. It's like picking your battles creatively. It's ev- everything is subjective. And I also think. The more that we've been creating together, an interesting, you know how like married couples start looking like each other over time. <laughs> I so hear that. So yeah. some of the right, so some of the creative decision making that we are engaging in, that's starting to shift into kind of like a, you know, I don't want to like call a it joint a, vocabulary. I don't want to call it like a unibrain thing. Like we're we're sharing a mm. a similar wavelength, but in a lot of respects, I think that's that is being trained <laughs> by us creating and working together all the time, which is yeah. kind of interesting. I think. That's amazing. I, so I'm I'm interested too of like how your sound has developed because I know you talked about the bands you were into right now. Like I know that like you're on the MIDI, which I love, and mm-hmm. it make I've seen like especially with your performances that you do uh, live, and then you're on guitar, and then you both are doing your vocals. Like I love that. Like how did your sound develop to this point? And do you and you produce some of your own music too as well, correct? All or of it all with of with we, help. We co-produce. Yeah, we're. Oh. We're on all of it, but we, you know, the earlier stuff was pretty much all us, and then yeah. moving to LA, we've 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 kind of loosened our grip on the ability for other people to have a voice on it too. Yeah. We've talked to you about this before a little bit off off the mic, but like yeah. you know, collaboration is such a important pillar in our brand, mm. um, and kind of just as humans that. You know, not having a co-producer now, not to get somebody's ear and, and talent on it, almost seems like we're robbing ourselves of a really cool opportunity to see some magic happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. And we we do a lot of writing workshops. That's um. That's cool. We back in back in Michigan, we were we went to the producer Bill Skibby. Our our drummer was working with him, mm-hmm. and um, we really respected his opinion. And we were so excited that we were able to get into uh, the studio with him. And at the time, I mean, it's still, but he's worked some pretty major records. So we we didn't really have, at that time, much business being no being business. There. We with, had zero with him. business. <laughs> like straight <laughs> up, our business was it, none. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, it yeah. was. So it was, it a, was it a little was bit silly that we were there, but it changed our lives. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and he, uh, we were doing the folk music at the time. And uh, we had just joined up with a drummer and a bassist out of Kalamazoo, Michigan. And um, we were kind of trying to work out our sound. And our drummer, who knew this uh, 
this producer was basically just like, you got to meet him. Like, I think your, your voices are great. It was, it was a lot of like the harmonies that he was excited to, to show Bill at first. Um, but you know, Bill took a listen to our music and very kindly told Bill has no time to mess around. (laughs) It's just his type of personality. He just says exactly what he's thinking and i miss that dude uh oh my gosh he's so much fun and he's 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 a complete trip a treasure to be around him but he 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 basically we 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 played our music for him and he brought us into the control room and he started playing us all he he said i want to play you some bands that That uh, you remind me of (laughs) and he started playing us all these mamas and the papas no but not mamas and the papas it was like avant-garde art folk bands from the 70s yeah. doing all sorts of things. Yeah. And like, like, do you remember any of those uh, other names of those? I wish that we did. We could oh. probably text Bill and get that info. It's very, Maybe not. It's I don't like, know. Think of 70s folk band does medieval he, music. He, he did. Gotcha. Wow. <laughs> kind of like were, that. Were, were you, were you, uh, was it a compliment or were you offended? Were you thrown off? Well, like, this well is he, he said, he, he said, what would you listen to your own music? And that was really what, what yeah. tipped us off and we mm. thought, Actually, probably not. Really? And then, yeah. Definitely it, not. Definitely not. It was super fun to do because it was all these complicated harmonies, but it's kind of, um, and that's also when he brought up to us, is the music for you or is it for other people? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and for a lot of the folk stuff, I think we were, I don't know, maybe we were in like a rebellious stage as a duo, but we were trying to not do anything that fit a stream, whether it be main or close to mainstream. Have, have you guys done that where you're like, all the anything they think I would do, yeah. I'm just going to do the other thing? I, in yeah. some aspects of yeah. life, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So like we were definitely rebelling at that point, <laughs> but he, he pointed that out. He was like, well, okay, cool. Like, is this music for you? Are you, like at the end of the day, are you going to want to, are you writing for a fan base or are you writing because it's making making you happy or satisfied Mm. and we you know it was doing a little bit of that but we also wanted to be a part of a party and kind of set the mood for a a bigger thing than just our own selves and so we started thinking about what we were listening to more and really dove into why are we doing this and uh, it really kind of changed the course of every, I mean, you know, now we're talking to you. Yeah. So it sounds like you had to figure out yourselves mm-hmm. in order for that to reflect in the music. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. So from, from then to now, what do you classify your music? <laughs> the question that most artists hate. Yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know. It, it's For the programmers out there, we're alt pop, but <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in between there right we the the things that are important to us like maybe that's a better way to explain Mm -hmm. it yeah the the bass and the beat have to be in marriage and the melody has to be right Mm -hmm. it has to be something that you can listen to once and you know this is our hope listen once and the melody is something that will linger i could see that I could totally see that if that you're intentional about that, because that's I could yeah I could pull that I, if I'm just I was thinking of songs of yours while you were saying that I'm like yeah I could I could absolutely yeah. see that 
yeah. might have some of their music playing. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying yeah. this right now. But yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, could, I, could, I could see that. Exhibit um, A. Yeah. Um, so, we're, so we're big on music. We talk a lot about music. So yeah. I would mm-hmm. love to hear from how you've developed the thinking about the music that you influence like what influences you or what are what are some artists or albums that have just had a huge influence on you or just that you love and it could be old it could be newer for sure man we uh, this is such a fun question because it changes i think all the time and and the world of music has changed in that Mm -hmm. it's easier to have some i i feel like previously it was easier to have an album given to you and like, oh, this band, I'm listening to this whole album. And now with the way that music is provided to us, it's a little bit more song by song, and then you can dive in. Mm. So I feel like I, I have a different relationship with music now hmm. just because of... we got to fix our vinyl player. That's what we got to do. Well, Brian, that has been eight years, so I don't <laughs> think that's happening. Uh, we don't own that Come anymore. Come on, don't so. do me like that. We're on the microphone. God. Yeah, along with my leather backpack straps. That'll okay. happen at some point. <laughs> well, so... Speaking of backpack snacks. Yeah, that, right. right. that was a great yeah. segue. Yeah. Yeah. Unintentional. Great, yeah, great yeah. transition. I mean, okay, so like in, inspiration. Uh, we both probably come at this differently, but I would say um, I grew like Motown was big in my adolescence, just being in Michigan. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So um, a lot of Motown... Um, my mom, her favorite band growing up was Earth, Wind, and Fire. Get out! There you go. Okay. Yeah, right. one of them, I think. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of stuff in there. Like John Denver's in that list. All um, right. uh, I mean, I like high school. A lot of hip hop. Tech Nine was bumping in my earbuds before oh, games a lot. Way. Yep. All right. Yep. I mean, you know, like early Kanye and stuff too, like all the staple, like you know, staples in hip hop for sure. And and then like as of late, when we kind of started playing together alt j has been a huge inspiration the what what's the record this is for you has this is all for you this is all for you yeah that's a that's a great one that kind of i think so oh geez so this is for you or this is all for you or it's one of the two yeah, yeah. they gifted it to us that's all i remember yes right. we own it now <laughs> <laughs> right anyway um. so yeah i would say those those are a couple a couple ones but like everything Frank Sinatra's magnetism in, in his era. Like, mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. crazy. Uh, take its bow from. What about you, Jane? I, I, I feel like I, you know, it depends on the mood that I'm in, but I, I like to live in a couple, well, quite a few, but a couple definite sonic worlds. Mm. And I like it when my when the music matches the atmosphere that I'm trying to have in my life. It's like at at that moment, it's the same thing as the type of outfit you wear, that it affects your attitude and it affects the, the words you choose and the way you sit. And Mm -hmm. so that, that I, I like music that's, um, instrumental and romantic and cinematic, um, Things like the, there's a composer Jan Tiersen that I love. He's, you know, that a lot of kind of twinkling old pianos, and uh, then there's so- sometimes when you just something needs to have ass, and you need a lot of bass and drum, mm-hmm. and then there's you know th- there's all these different attitudes, um, and 
I, I've been making playlists for specifically which attitude mm-hmm. I'm feeling like I'm having. Yeah, and yeah I do that too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's 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 e- it feels yeah. like yeah. Uh, more more like a whole like a soundtrack to my movie at this moment. Yeah, <laughs> nice. What what mood are you in right now or attitude? Mm. Would you say? Right now, I I'm kind of in a um, hmm. I'd say I'm, I'm. It's a Wednesday, that has a little bit of an effect on it. We're in the pandemic, but I try to keep mm-hmm. my days straight. <laughs> right. And um, I, I I would say it's um, there are there's a low bass, some and it's a slower tempo. Um, there's a little bit of saxophone in there, and that that's what I will say. Okay. <laughs> nice. I was gonna say Duran, probably a Duran playlist. Yes. Exactly. Moment. Shout out to Duran Rap. Yeah, yeah. He's shout been out. getting hella shout out. This he guy, has. Guy, he, he has. He really has. He, he deserves he, them. He honestly wants to be. He wants to get on the on the podcast or something. Too. Yeah. He wants to get on yeah, here. Yeah, we so got to get him. We have uh, to figure that out. He was on one of our early when we first started this. One. We have a bonus episode actually yeah. of an interview of his. Um, oh, which, cool. Which will be available. Pretty cool story of how he got to where he is right now so we yeah. definitely got to oh cool can't wait to out. listen to that one yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so um are you guys an independent group or are we you are. signed we are, indie. we are independent how do you guys feel about the whole independence versus signing to a label if somebody you know you, it, help is nice <laughs> help, help is nice having to owe people money is not so I guess mm-hmm. that the benefits would have to outweigh the cost. Yeah, I mean they're a, they're a good record deal still. They're you know those those do exist. Um, they're few and far between. You got to have a good team behind you to make sure you're set up for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, you know there's also more now to make you an indie artist than or that can make you a successful indie artist than ever before too. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's kind of like weighing the line of opportunities. I think if your team, if you build a good team and that just happens to be in the umbrella of a label, killer. If you mm-hmm. build a good team and it's just built under the umbrella of you You're having team. tight friends, <laughs> then even better. Right. Yeah. <laughs> More money for all of your friends and you. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. it, it seems like you have to be for like getting a deal these days you have to be very intentional and uh, like for to make sure that it makes sense and that you're not you know yeah. giving away signing your life away yeah yeah or you know, not gonna have anything to show for it at yeah. the end for you at the yeah. end of the road it's or, good it's always good to own your catalog for to, sure. to own your own stuff like ye old curse of american idol yeah i mean look <laughs> at classic. look at i mean i don't know if you guys saw kanye's twitter yeah, rants. i'm glad you mentioned that yeah. Yeah. like you know yeah. perfect example like he woke up a little bit in that mm-hmm. in that moment, um, I think, and you know he's been fine. He's got enough. He's okay. I think. I don't know. Maybe what, what he's exactly been doing with his money, but I was, yeah. So for those who don't know, and you may be able to explain it too, or piggyback off. Yeah, of, but, yeah, yeah, but sure. yeah, Kanye went on a another Twitter spree. Rant. Uh, yeah. Rant. <laughs> um, this yeah. I actually was seeing it, some of it live. But, yeah, I, I but liked I liked what he was saying though. I yeah, I actually muted him on Twitter, but I, <laughs> but I saw but you know I saw other people talking about, it, so I I tuned in. But anyway, he he ended up he's he wants to own his masters. He doesn't own his masters. Um, and he oh wants gosh. to he wants to buy his masters back because he's let us all know how much of a billionaire he is now. So he knows he can afford it. Yeah. And he was saying that his label wasn't telling get wasn't giving him a, pr- a rate because they knew he could get it. And yeah. so he started outing all the people at the label 
Yep. And he he, he, he posted, posted his contract. His contract yep. Like yeah. he, he and then he and did a lot of no nos. But yeah, yeah. He, was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he gave out he gave out some exec's number. It's kind of the wrong way to. <laughs> oh, go. he did. Oh, yeah. I didn't see yeah, that. It's kind of the wrong way to Twitter, go about Twitter the situation. Twitter shut shut something down to his when he did that because that was like harmful because you're giving yeah. out your yeah. personal information. Yeah. Right, right. But yeah, so he went on a serious rant, and then I guess the next day or two, then he actually gave like this list of. What yeah. label should be mm-hmm. like, uh, right? Yeah. What what what's a what's a gr- a good deal these these yeah. days? Outside right. of Which, the outside yeah. of the craziness, he yeah. And, yeah. and a thing that stood out to me, it was like contracts should be readable. They should be easy to understand. Yeah. It shouldn't be like mm-hmm. you know all these hoops and them thou- trying to mm-hmm. yeah hide and stuff. Yeah. Illegal jargon and you got yeah. illegal jargon. Yeah. So I think he even tweeted. It was either today or yesterday that um he's given all his artists on good music back their publishing he owned 50 percent of every artist mm. on wow. good music and that's very common now too. until it ha- i'll believe it when it happens yeah um, i was yeah yeah i'll believe it when it happens yeah. but he said he's the fact that he owned 50 percent in the first place like that just show, these deals man it's, it's crazy yeah. yeah that was the that was the thing that i saw people were criticizing him about was like okay yeah you want to get your masters like but what about mm-hmm. your artists like do mm-hmm. are, do they own their masters and they like big sean was like give me mine first <laughs> like, yeah he was one of yeah. the first people to say it. so yeah I, I yeah it's 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 very interesting how all, a lot of the artists we look up to yeah. don't own their name you know or their music right. or they rent I, um what's his name um an exec uh, that works a lot with jay-z i can't remember his name right now but he was saying Steve's that out. Huh? Steve Stout. Steve Stout was mm-hmm. he he uh, made a statement about uh, basically you're leasing your own name like you they they you sign away yeah. your your music yeah. and your name and you're basically leasing it to be able to use it yeah. but yep. you can't even do anything with it you know without their permission so it's like these deals are horrible yeah which is why he created the United, United Masters, Masters yeah. or whatever yeah. which is you know so all these different things so I, I yeah so I, we would love to hear more about what you think about it because I know you also work with you you've worked with other artists and yeah stuff too, or just give insight you've given me game too so well yeah. Yeah, got to all all ships rise with the tide, right? I, yeah, the the whole label conversation. It's a obviously I'm proud of independent music. Uh, that's where I came up. Mm. Um, I don't know anything outside of independent music. I've been around. I've worked around labels. I've never worked for a label, but I've worked around them and been with people that are from from labels. And um, I have a couple artists that are under my roster over at Black Box that you know have been at labels and and stuff and it just seems like um you know you have if you have a smaller team there are pros and cons to everything if you have as as in if you have a big team too mm-hmm. and when you have a bigger team one that's driven a lot by capital a lot of decisions are made um potentially for the benefit of growing that capital versus for the artist's benefit for the artist's creativity. Sometimes it's promoted super well at labels. It just depends again on the team. And, and I think um, the higher that you get, like Kanye level and, mm-hmm. um, and, and around there, you're gonna lose sight of a lot of the creative, even though he's like a genius, he's a genius, right? But he's got, he's got a machine behind him and he has had a machine behind mm-hmm. him for a long time and he's kind of just thinking now about it more in depth and and thusly giving away executives numbers on his twitter and stuff which <laughs> like you know a no-no but hella entertaining i got my popcorn 
Like, yeah. yeah. So, like, you yeah, know, you're tune in. it is what it is. All in all, I think as long as there are good people in the in the picture, it will be good, label or not. Okay. Would, yeah. you, would you guys sign a deal if the right one came? Yeah, if there were the right people. If there were good people behind it with good hearts, there's a lot of... That's tough to, to figure out. There's a lot of mischief in, yeah. in every industry, but music and entertainment is no exception Not by any trick. stretch. <laughs> yeah, so, like, you got to be careful, and I think that's why something like, the, you know, why, we, why we're all linked up uh, with this, this rattle premise. That's why I find it super intriguing is because the the crux of why we're all here is to grow ourselves and each other simultaneously mm-hmm. sharing knowledge it's a very um it's to the benefit of all of us right and yeah. that's like why evolution has come to be it's anthropological progress because we're sharing ideas and concepts and and not trying to keep all of our our chips held and and like you know because that doesn't doesn't do anybody any good. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. and sometimes labels hold their cards. Yeah, I, I find it As interesting between the uh, you like I know the labels want someone who they want you to have your own thing going, mm-hmm. and it's like by the time you have your thing going to have the leverage to make the type of deal that you want, it's like do you need them at that point? You know, so it's yeah. always right. trying to yeah. balance that. Yeah, exactly. Totally. It's like w- wanting to play better shows, and then wanting to get a booking agent but a booking agent won't take you on unless you can fill a room by yourself (laughs) right yeah and in advance is nice but you got to be able to pay it back yeah that's that's the problem you know yeah and i think for a lot of those reasons why they're looking for people that are more developed but it it makes sense for them it makes sense for their business model otherwise why would they invest unless they just on the premise that they believed in the artist which is Mm -hmm kind of the the reason why they should do it in the first place but money man yeah it's a it's a monster of a thing absolutely would you sign alfred i'm kind of like where you are with it would it would have to make sense like i was having a conversation uh, a few weeks ago it it, it wasn't like the traditional label type of situation, but also what I'm realizing is that the game is changing in a way, in a sense of the lab, the deal, the the record deal is changing. Like yeah. there's different, there's companies out for for artists who don't know this. Like there's art, there's companies out here now that aren't traditional record labels that are giving label services Definitely. and trying to sign you. Yeah, yeah. I give all these quote air quotes because it's like, no, we're not a label, but we want to yeah. do this and we'll get some of your publishing. You know, yeah, like yeah, so they're yeah. giving oh, like no. label services. So it's like the, it's evolving now because they know artists aren't. There's a lot of artists that are like, I don't want a deal. So mm-hmm. they're, they're so you you have to kind of pay attention to that too. Like, yeah. So I, to answer your question, I'm open to it. But it would just have to make sense. Yeah, you know? it's, it's got to, the, the root of all of this has to be that the people that you're involving yourself in want you to succeed yeah. and will try to help you succeed and are invested in it. And I think that um, that's the biggest takeaway is that uh, when you're paying somebody in, in an agency model, and there's a lot of pros to an agency model for sure, and that you know they're not taking your your masters they're not mm-hmm. taking any back end um but in some of those circumstances you know the the incentive is just based off of servitude not off of investment and mm-hmm. so that's why the label is a cool thing is because they ha- they want they need you to succeed for their own success to happen now right. it's where you have a couple of cash cows 
yep. under the umbrella that the label then leans into heavily. And then there are so many artists that just get shelved because, mm. you know, they, yeah. they tried out one record or two and it didn't do so hot. But, you know, they've got this person that is keeping the, the label afloat. And so they can be like, ah, OK, we'll put your records on the shelf for a little bit. And you can't control when you release them. So that's exactly. really the issue. Yeah. Um, I, uh, a yeah, big issue, sucks. not the issue. But yeah, I, I know that the main three things for me is like creative control, ownership and information. Yeah. And if I if like that's non-negotiables for me, it's like, you yeah, know, with, with whatever kind of deal I get. If I can't get the information like we mm -hmm. talked about with Joe Budden, he yep. has his podcast. He was talking about how he paid attention to the information. And when they started yep. trying to withhold that, it got that's when he was trying to worry about it. And then just being at, like you said, not being able to put your music out when you want to mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. they don't or they're choosing what music to put out instead of you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, the artist should always have the last five minutes. Like they, at the end of the day, that's the reason why the the people are in the room together. And if they if they, if you don't get the last five minutes, then what are you doing there? You're working for them. Right. Exactly. Pretty so. much. So we 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 got your backstory of kind of how you guys came together and um, you know evolved your music. When did you start seeing um you know when did you start doing shows and start seeing you know building a fan base? When did you know when did all that happen? Well. Um, Thankfully, we have really nice friends, so that was definitely <laughs> where it first started. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, friends that just kept on coming and showing up and telling, uh, people about it. telling people about it. And that is another thing that, that, that we've learned, that I've learned throughout this process, is that it, it, it just starts small. And if, you, if it wants to really stick around, it's just got to start small and have people feel really connected to it. And we thankfully have a pretty, it, you know, it feels huge, a, a, a huge group of, of support at, from all over at this point, because then we, when we were touring and nobody in town knows who we are, we play if they like it. And we're all hanging out at the end of the night, mm -hmm. and and then you have this community, and then the next time you show up to that town, well, they're there, and they brought their cousin, and they brought this, <laughs> and they brought that, and mm -hmm. then and then you play a better show, and then you see more people see you, and and it just uh, it's just been kind of a a slow burn process that has been. I nearly wouldn't want it any other way because it just we feel so connected with our fan base. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Because it just feels like you know our friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. I love yeah. that. Just you can all be a part of the Finkel fam. We have reunions every so often, and it's oh. great. That's that's a. <laughs> you guys are creative, man. I love that. Yeah. Like the word, like community, Finkel fam. That's yeah. I, I love that. And yeah. I, I know I see you guys even do like competitions to let your fans make artwork for your yeah. projects, like very creative ways of just staying engaged and just making people a part of your process. So cool. I think Thank people you. could, any people watching, like you can take note of that. Well, you know, yeah, so. all ships rise to the tide, man. There's a lot of good art out there. For sure, yeah. for sure, man. And we have a lot of artists following us on Instagram. And so when we, you know, somebody likes something, we'll take a look and be like, oh, cool. They, they this person is a whole, oh my gosh. Yeah, show th them some love th th This one person that we found recently that, was just incredible. They were just this mannequin photographer. 
was like, I have never even really <laughs> thought about that. Right, yeah. And, um, oh, except for that one mannequin shoot I did. I oh, the man, that, that was bizarro. <laughs> that was I found this ago. mannequin. My, my, my friend was like, I'm getting rid of this mannequin. Uh, do you want it? And it was like, were we trying to do sure. like an album cover with that thing? What was yeah, it? well, that—that's how it started. Yeah, there's a weird. There's a weird. There's a lot of stories. Yeah, around a weird this photo shoot. <laughs> it started as it started as let, let, let's take some pictures of this mannequin for um because we have a mannequin for a an an album cover or something like that, and then I got the idea. Well, if you just go someplace and you tell people that you have a project going on and it's a college town and I looked like a college kid, um, people will let you do whatever, really. And so I was bringing this mannequin into all these public situations and having people interact with her, and, but, but just act like she was a normal person. Oh, wow. And um, and I had my, my, my film camera and I'm like, um, excuse me, Mr. With, with the, you know, this, this fantastic <laughs> Michigan kind of guy with, you know, he's, he's, he's at that bar every night and he's got his spot at the bar and mm -hmm. he's got his big his beard. He's got his bowl of nuts. He's got the whole thing. He's got, he's got a really raspy voice. I'm like, Hey, do you mind if you are in my photo shoot? It's for a project I'm working on. And, and they let you do it. Oh yeah. my gosh, absolutely. <laughs> he was like, of course. <laughs> and it was the photos turned out so cool because it's it's on this dreamy camera that my that my dad got from a lost and found. It's this film camera and it makes everything look really romantic. So the, the this pic these pictures look so sweet and I don't know how that came out that way, but it was so funny. You got the burly guy at the bar with a mannequin looking romantic that's looking amazing Kalamazoo was such a fun period and it was such a weird period for art for us it was such a we had so there were so many anyway yeah where do you keep the mannequin in the house oh no no that no, was that it thing is gone. That, that was, was our, that was actually our drummer's mannequin we can't oh, that's claim who it yeah was. Susan, that was in Sword's basement was. for years he might have the mannequin still honestly but I don't know yeah yeah a lot of weird stories <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time to develop them <laughs> No, that's cool. Um, did you did you have something? No, okay. This is kind no of a questions. this is kind of a, yeah, no no mannequin no mannequin question. Um, this is kind of a random question on my part. Um, we were speaking of following and you know building a fan base and yeah. when uh, AJ first put me on to you guys, I went and checked everything, all the music. I was looking at your social medias Thanks. and I saw nice. I saw like the fan base y'all have and I was like, wow. Um, and that's what we're trying to get to with this podcast. Mm -hmm. And I saw, I was like, man, they got the blue check. I was like, yeah. they are, this is legit right here. You know? <laughs> how did, and I, I'm so always fun. curious when I meet somebody with a blue check, how does that happen? <laughs> yeah. How does that happen? Do you just oh, wake up about, and it's there? It's about $3 million. <laughs> <laughs> right. you, just, you just wake up and it's, it's, it's just there? Sometimes for some people. Um, and, and for us, it, it was a little bit different. We've been working in the industry for... Um, and Brian works actually in the music industry outside of right, being an artist. Right, He's a project yeah. manager. So oh. you do have to, you do have to, you know, like show, like you have to submit an ID. You could, you could submit for it and you might get it. Like, I don't know. I think you probably would be a good candidate for it, but like, yeah, it's one of those things I'll where take it. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, we'll sure. talk about that. Yeah, yeah, okay. we'll I that. think somebody also tried to be us. So then we, 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 really? did, we had, we had like a little bit of like, that's how you know you popping when somebody yeah. tried to <laughs> right? <laughs> Just a bunch of mannequins on Instagram. <laughs> 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 yeah. Those mannequins are us spitting image. Yeah. So, and yeah. So 
a little bit of luck sometimes for sure. Like if you have developed enough cloud on your own, they'll toss that on your page for sure. You can submit for it. You got to submit like a photo ID and and uh, some like press so that they see that you know you're you're a an entity and then mm -hmm. it helps sometimes if people are trying to impersonate you because then you know that gives them the reason that you need the blue check so yeah. it really like it it's definitely helpful for socials and stuff but i don't judge an artist based on that check yeah personally because yeah, a lot I, of people can get it that maybe yeah no i was just curious because i like i see it i it. see people that they might have 20 followers and they have a check and i'm always just, confused on like how do they know it's you like because like you said right. people impersonate you like how do you know who gets the check and well all that stuff that and, in that case they either knew somebody that could get it for them like at instagram mm -hmm. probably or they had a impersonation type of issue is my is my guess and mm -hmm. or they are a super well-known act that is getting on instagram and nobody knows that they have like a p underground band or something mm -hmm. that it has a huge following on like Reddit or something, yeah. and then they put their stuff on Instagram, and Instagram's like, oh yeah, this guy's a huge on whatever platform, and they'll toss mm -hmm. it on there too. So does that help you? The blue, the blue mm -hmm. check mark. Does it help with fans? It, does it help? It with helps with, with with legitimacy. It's yeah. just one of those things. It's like, oh, if you're curious what this is about, other people thought it was okay is kind mm -hmm. of what it seems to do. Yeah, and it, it also provides you, like, algorithmic benefit in in Instagram. Like, people that have that blue check mark I didn't know that. algorithmically, I think, are placed... Yeah, see, that's what I figured. Yeah. A little, bit, a little bit higher. But, but again... Yeah, I'm about to get that. Like... Yeah, that, that, <laughs> and, and that's why I'm asking this, because yeah. I, I feel the same way. I feel like you should have that, because... Not because of the clout, because of the algorithms and, mm -hmm. and the things that it does for you. That's that's all, that's why I'm asking. Yeah. So well, and the thing is, if you put enough time into the craft and you keep going and keep going, you submit like you know, I, I'm, and I'm happy to help guide you and, and help you with the, that process. But you know, the blue check mark again, it's not a qualifier for how mm -hmm. good of an artist you are. It's more of a qualifier for did you submit. Mm. There you have it. And uh, here you go. And, some, and sometimes you won't questions. get it, and that's okay too. You just keep re you just keep submitting and keep doing your thing. Put your head down. Boom. Boom. Right there. Boom. Random podcast <laughs> questions. <laughs> Take a bite of chocolate cake, and I was we, about I'm just to, kidding. I was about to <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been looking at it for like the last half hour. So I know you got another question. Yeah. So why you do that? I'm yeah. So um, you know, it's the pandemic right now. How is that? Has that hurt touring? Has that hurt shows for you? Are you still doing shows? Like what? What's the deal with touring? that? Um, it uh, we 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 were on a tour when when um, uh, it was announced that it was. Uh, we had played one show. We had played one show in Arizona, and um, it was right when everything was ramping up. So people were being a little bit wary, but it wasn't to the extent that that obviously it is now. And we, we played the first show, and it felt weird, because th th there's a whole thing that, that, that you do with, with, with the bands where you're hanging out, and at the end of the night, everybody like hugs goodbye, and you have a good time. And there was a lot of personal hesitation of like, oh, I don't think I, I don't think I'm gonna 
mm-hmm. touch anyone. Mm-hmm. And 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 then when we the, the way that they had it sectioned off at the at, at the club was that people were not near the stage also. And so then that felt weird and we we didn't talk about it that night, but then the next morning we uh both uh hesitantly came to each other with the exact same conclusion like we got to go home this is wrong well i had a bunch of i had a bunch of people that had uh organized shows on the tour pull out like the morning we woke up i think i had yeah like eight shows or something i think it was like six shows the morning of were canceled Mm. and Um, then and then we got the the announced right after and then like we were thinking okay we're already out here like maybe it's feasible to hit like a couple spots that aren't big cities that we could just you know because we just didn't know right yeah, you know. we had right. no idea yeah. so then yeah. i actually ended up starting to call a couple like advisor types one of the like my my boss at black box uh brian popowitz i called him and i said hey like what are you seeing with the industry is this should we pack it up is, is it a bad look to keep going and he was like it's probably a bad look you should probably come home and in the meantime i was I was trying to get, you know, one of my artists, Cody Lavas, on tour uh, to do a similar run going out to um, South By, or maybe he wasn't playing South By, I can't remember. But essentially, like, in the process of canceling our tour, I was working that tour and trying to cancel that in the same. So it was a a chaotic period for the music industry. Still is chaos. (laughs) Yeah, it was like when South By canceled, that's when everybody knew it was real. All the festivals started dropping off then. Yeah, after that, I think Coachella. I mean, really, the fact that you're doing this podcast right now and capturing this kind of stuff in this time period, this will be historical context for for a lot of reasons. Like, case studies from 2020 will be developed because this time period is so unique (laughs) to every to, hum- <laughs> to humans, yeah, you guys, yeah. You guys are over there like fist bumping, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, bro, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, pandemic worth, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. But it's changed. But no, you're right though. This is this this we know this year is going to be in the history books. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So many things that, that are interesting about it. Like even now we're still like a little apart. Yeah, we're we gotta keep our, our distance. Room and right. we ended up out here. To, yeah, uh, for the sake of, of right. everything too. So right. Um, so I want to I want to also shout out the fact that the way that you've pivoted cuz I've had conversations a lot some people like really kind of were intimidated uh, uh when when the pandemic happened or just kind of were crippled with how they were going to do things and I feel like a, f- a fellow artist like like y'all you figured out a way to pivot and you figured out a way to still tour and give a tour experience and still give specific cities. I, I would love for y'all to break this down. Like I love how y'all are doing your Thank virtual you. tour, but still making it personable Thanks, uh, in certain cities. So I'll let y'all explain, but yeah. this is something to note as well. Well, when it, well, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, well, when the, the first thing that occurred to us was that, okay, so everything's different. <laughs> so there's no rules. We don't have to think about things in the way that we thought about them before. So if we had, you know, w- within within the rules that we all have. Yeah, I was gonna um, say there are more rules, but in that but wild y- west. Yes, and and but also it was such an opportunity. We are gluttons for writing workshops for experiential things that that alter your perception and then therefore alter your options. Mm and the kind of decisions that you're gonna make. So when this came about, we started trying to get creative about, okay, so what are the things that are important to us that fulfill us and that also fulfill our our audience?
audience and that is touring and playing shows and then also involving our audience in more things um, uh, such as the competitions um, and so we decided to start trying to figure out how to do a live stream and it started by Brian and I Brian playing a guitar and we were just live streaming in our apartment um, and it was which so every, which everybody was doing at the time mm -hmm. like everybody was trying yeah. to get in the live stream game because that was the only thing that's all we that had any mm -hmm. of us could do for a live performance and, and a guitar uh, and two voices is what we were mm -hmm. and that's not what we are anymore and so that it almost it it was if, if we're going to keep doing this we have to do it in a way that fits into the world that we're trying to create for people to ingest our music because it's in just the same ways that um the the single cover art mm. that that affects the way that you hear what the song sounds like it's it, the way that you're that you're offering it to people is the way that they're going to ingest it and we didn't want to be a band in a setting that felt um Normal. nonchalant yeah, I, I, normal yeah normal not, and not nonchalant thought, not thought mm -hmm. out right so we um hit, i personally hit my head against a wall about five million times until i figured out how to make these electronics work yeah i was gonna say oh shout, my god shout out, shout out to to you for really taking <laughs> the the um well, we, the we definitely had, had help as well from people at the Rattle, sure, where we sure. are, but oh my gosh, I am not a technology <laughs> person, and that's all I do. Yeah, right. All I do is Ableton. She's done a, she's done a crash, crash course in Ableton Live and has been able to, you know, also basically produce these like little mini TV shows. Um, and because uh, Brian and was was <coughs> slammed at work, and I do graphic design, um, so he he, when we talked about, it, he said, "Well, do you think you can yeah, produce this show?" Yeah, my time is going to be limited. What do you think? And she was like, "Yeah, let's I've do it. never produced a show before, so I was kind of like, mm. okay, well, so." She's so She's been what do I do? <laughs> yeah, and she's been she's been crushing it, oh. and it's been you know doing like a, so essentially the premise Thanks for is that shout out, Brian. yeah for that sure was kind. Well, real recognize real <laughs> real but, recognize but, real but like that's right uh, <laughs> thank you honey <laughs> when you when you have to like not only think about because like love love fest for example which you do yes you're you're thinking about the curation of the entire event the entire journey of like people come into that room they're gonna mm -hmm. see live music and then when they leave you want to give them something to talk about right and so with us it was like okay like we got our music check we can play some songs but if we just play songs on a screen like I don't know they could just go watch any YouTube videos and, and do that so we wanted to give it more of a more entertainment value that would keep them allow around for longer so then you know, we decided to include commercials. And the idea for the commercials was just like, let's get our friends' companies some shine because it's a pandemic and people need to be promoted right now. So we started thinking about like, you know, who can we bring in to promote during this time period? And then that developed into a, okay, 
uh, maybe we can't necessarily always do Friends commercials because it's getting to be a lot to get like materials from them and stuff. Because we're also trying to make the commercials, mm. and I'm telling you, it was a lot. So it takes a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. So then, so then Jane just started ripping free YouTube videos off of YouTube and doing it. Which is my that is my my true art form is is <laughs> YouTube. Oh, we know. Yeah. <laughs> we know all about rip. Like, don't put it on YouTube yeah, if you don't want to buy to get exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It will get ripped. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah. So it's, like, you it's know. so much fun. I I I I love the these when I'm when I am curating the the videos to go on the green screens or the um, the commercials, and I just get to because e each each one is in a location. So then I get uh, the the theme of each location, and I like to keep it unknown what time period we're in, and which is what we like to do with our band in general. Um, Except for this pandemic record. Yeah. It's pretty that, that's explicitly true. in 2020. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But yeah. it's just been so fun and also um, a little nerve wracking mm. because we just, that that's the way that we just, that we do everything. It's like, oh, what would we want to do? Oh, I guess we'd want to have our own show. So I guess we'll have to make shows now yeah. <laughs> and, and, we're like, yeah. make, and make some television. are better than others honestly yeah. you know yeah. that's how it goes well and it keeps it keeps getting more fun and, and better and we're, we're really glad to be doing it it does take a lot of work though so we're excited to you know hopefully at some point have a couple more team members jump on and yeah carry some of this no i, I and i'll give props to it because I, I like the experience of it and how you make it specific um, and and I've I've checked out a few of the shows, so you know Thank they, you. they Thanks, I, I can I see how you're continuing to grow with it, but it but they're, they're, it's good quality and it's it's Thanks, good show. So. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. And, and interactive. So yeah, I like it. yeah. I think our <laughs> our fail safe in the show honestly was just that uh, it's kind of like between two ferns ish so like even if you are awkward you stumble in front of camera you do whatever the commercial doesn't work yeah the commercial it was doesn't designed work. in it to have a high level of failure to, to be actually <laughs> yeah, improving and it. there's comedic <laughs> value in it and yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know we kind of were like if we're gonna do this we gotta allow ourselves the ability to really screw this up and still stay on camera and it's been working there you go <laughs> nice no, that's that's creative. <laughs> yes. So I feel like you have like some specific questions you're gonna um, ask. Yeah, everything that we've been talking about has been like great. Yeah. Um, and I kind of wanted to dive a little bit more into the music. Love so, it. Uh, AJ, my guy here, put me on to Backpack of Snacks, um, which is EP, right? Or is mm -hmm. it an album or EP? You I guess it. EP. Yeah. So, um, kind of talk about that inspiration behind it. Um, you know, the yeah. scheme yeah. of, you know, because I, I was kind of lost at first because I just seen like the name of the songs and then there's like a color. Yeah. yeah. Um, can you kind of give give the people kind of well, the meaning? Yeah, it, definitely. It, it all started because I wanted to wear colored glasses like 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 pink or blue or whatever at all times of the day. OK. And um, and in a, a lot of. So I, I said that to Brian. I was like, well, what if I just wore colored glasses all the time? Brian was like, well, I'll do it too, and then we'll just write music in each song and, and, <laughs> and just see how... Uh, and then we started developing this whole thing of like, Developed oh, what if we... Developed a business plan from Jane wanting to wear glasses. <laughs> I mean, that's... Artist, yeah. Man, yeah. Too, right? Yeah. Gotta love it. Yeah. So then we, we, uh, we decided we would do... Um, we ended up doing six colors, but one of them didn't 
make the cut. Um, but we we wore a different color, the same at, at the same time, for a little over a month each, and we'd wear it from the moment we woke up to the moment we went to sleep, and except for working out because that was a nightmare. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> everything in yellow. Like, oh yeah. yeah, and not in the shower, but other than that, we 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 wore them, and we wanted to see. Um, kind of the idea of the rose-colored lenses. Mm. If if you had a constant on your life, would it, and it was altering a sense, would it change your creative decisions? Would it tra- would it change the subtleties of what you wanted to have for a snack? Would, would, would it change your mood or what you thought about or what you felt like doing? Um, and then therefore, the culmination of all of those things would change your creative decisions. And so we... We, it was a wild experience, y'all. It was wild. It, uh, also, just because we didn't think about the fact, this is just when we moved to LA. Mm-hmm. We didn't think about the fact that we were going to be the couple that showed up in matching colored glasses everywhere we went at bars at night. We were just that couple. <laughs> we came, we in, hot. Just, we came in hot to LA. <laughs> yeah. Like, these people, they, they, oh, they always got these same color glasses on. We came in, we came in very hot. Yeah. And then if anybody asked about them, we'd be like, oh, yeah, we've been wearing them for four months. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I remember, um, yeah. I feel like it was either the first or second conversation I had with y'all when you were explaining, like, you explained this to me that you were uh, making this album mm-hmm. and you were wearing these, because I forget what color y'all were in at the time where I okay. met you. I feel like it was, it was blue or something. It's probably like, blue, yeah. Yeah. Um, but and you told me like yeah we're wearing these glasses and we're seeing what music we make with the color glasses like oh they on a wave I was like okay yeah, that, <laughs> is, that is definitely oh I'm paying attention I was like okay they, they're serious yeah. I was like they, they they dive in on on the creativity so that caught my attention for sure so that's hilarious I, it just now knowing you even more I'm like they're just cool people they just trying stuff I love it I yeah, love yeah you gotta keep trying so, yeah so wearing wearing a color and seeing that color the entire day Mm-hmm. What color affected you the most? It's a loaded question because it also goes into how comfortable the glasses were. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we weren't buying the best glasses. Yeah, like again, we you know our budget is limited for a lot of. Uh, you know, we're independent, of course, so mm-hmm. like you know we're mm-hmm. not getting like. And we're getting Warby six different Parker pairs of or sunglasses. Gucci or mm-hmm. like any mm-hmm. of that. We're getting like okay, what <laughs> you know what you know what cheap pair of green lenses can we buy that won't hurt to put on our head for you know an entire day um so for me i think the one that changed the most like yellow i think was by far and away definitely the the color that that kind of messed with my senses and creativity the most um we're both big foodies we love food thanks for the cake and um (laughs) (laughs) and uh when we were when we were eating food wearing these yellow lenses everything was like deep fried looking looking in the mm. everything's orange and everything's okay. yellow the sky nothing brown, is blue. brown or brown or yellow yeah and and so because of that like you know when you look at a colorful plate of food like you got some fresh fresh veg maybe you got like a nice steak or like very unsatisfying beets or whatever <laughs> like there's a lot of beautiful yeah it's like yellow, yellow just mutes yeah. all of that and 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 so that was kind of interesting and I, I honestly it made me a little bit ornery it made me kind of like a little bit on edge a little bit 
mm. tweaked. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but but um, pink yeah. was fun. Pink was very kind of sugar happy, go lucky, um, feeling feeling good, just wanting to eat sweets, yeah. having a great time, craving sweets. <laughs> Blue is melancholy. Blue was uncomfortable. My glasses, mm-hmm. though they looked very cool, they um, they were so tight on my temples, and that's actually what ended up uh, making me, me stop yeah. doing the ho- the thing as a whole. Because I was like, okay, wait a second. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing these glasses, and they're giving me a headache. No one's making me do this. <laughs> Why am I doing this? <laughs> That's so interesting because Blue is my favorite song on the album. I think I told, I told you. I told well, you thank you. Yeah. That was yeah. the first thank song you, you told me Blue about, like, go song. listen to, to this. But nice. Blue is my favorite color, too, so I don't know if that has something, if it's, like, a whole, Maybe. A whole mm. thing. Maybe, you know yeah. Well, that's that's but. an even more interesting premise. Like, just by putting a color in parentheses, are you more attracted to that song just because you have an affiliation with that color? Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, that's, I, don't, they, that's I didn't a good go question. into it like, that's oh, it's question. Blue, yeah, I'm going to like this. No, it was like I genuinely like that song, but that's a good experience. You should ask that with your friend. You should ask the fans. Finkle fam, let us know. Yeah, Finkel fam. Yes. Finkel fam, let us know. <laughs> Finkel fam. With Finkel. Yeah. <laughs> did you end up liking the song that was more of your favorite color or not? I'd be so curious. I, I'm curious to know too, because I ended up liking the song that was, is my what favorite color. Favorite color? Uh, but I didn't think it had anything to do with the fact so that So by it was that stretch, blank, then, but. is your favorite color pink? No. Okay. Right. <laughs> I just, I just, no, 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 no. What you trying to say? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I love green. Now, green was the song not the yeah. color the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the song is my favorite one nice um thank you and then pink is second for me okay cool. um but so you were you were you were i thought, close. I, I were thought it was close. pink yeah kind of close. Right, but yeah. um green is like the furthest from my favorite colors like it's not even <laughs> it's not even in the conversation it's not even in the conversation yeah. so it's funny that we're like complete opposites yeah that, that is but, interesting um, so yeah uh go check out backpack of snacks and then um you guys released the remix uh, you remixed all of all of the tracks, so let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, remix the snacks. Yes. Yeah. So yeah let's, uh, let's talk about that. How that come to come to happen? Well, yeah, we <laughs> we uh, in a in a way to kind of like keep our year going because that's the other thing about doing this thing, like the, with the podcast or like you know with your project AJ, like you always gotta kind of be thinking about what's next, what's coming up and how to do it in a way that um, for us is collaborative, supportive of other people and isn't going to like crush our bank accounts to like go and make another record. So we we're like, oh yeah, a remix. Like we'll let some people that we were really inspired by and we'll, we'll pay them. We, you know, probably could have paid them, paid them more, but we just don't have that kind of capital. And, but they were gracious enough to do it, you know? And, and um, uh, anyway, great, community of artists that got behind the record and um, all of them have very different flavors i would have been curious to to know if we had them wear the glasses while producing it that if tight. that would have done that anything been yeah, yeah we screwed that up didn't we dang yeah there you go a re-remix yeah. and it's just so fun to just to to give you to 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 give people something and we we had the people who who remixed our songs, we really trusted all of their voices. And so we said, just take it and make what you think sounds good. And um, and just expect that we're, n- 
we're not going to have a ton of edits for you. It's not like you necessarily even creating for us. It's what if you created this track for you? Right. And mm -hmm. if it was coming out under your name and you don't have to worry about it sounding like us. And something like the word remix is such a beautiful uh, departure from someone thinking that they have to make it for you. Mm -hmm. they, they think, oh, remix, that's my style. And, mm -hmm. and then um, just seeing what people would do mm -hmm. in all these different genres um it was really fun it mm -hmm. was every time we'd be like all right we got it this is our song but not really now let's listen to it yeah. and yeah. it was so much fun yeah yeah and and in some cases like for you know duran's work he yeah. made me like pink more in the remix mm. than we like that one than better than what yeah. we created which mm. that's probably the most fun and simultaneously frustrating thing as an artist to be like you did you did it better than what <laughs> you, you did it you did it better like okay that's really tight stuff but slow down a little bit Drain. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah I, I really when you threw the that. saxophone on that track it kind of took it to he another level he didn't put it on at first we were yeah. like yeah. oh wait yeah. yeah. so I got the exclusive he sent it to me I remember I was driving too when he sent it to me and uh, it because I, I think I was back in Indianapolis when he sent it to me yeah. uh, visiting and I was like yeah this sound good and then you guys he said that y'all said to put and I think I said the same thing. Like, why don't you play on this? Like, I know. Like, your sex love money. Play sex. I, I, that's, that's exactly what I told him too. I was like, because you you gave it to us when we when we met uh, the two of you at that uh, setting through yeah. that that session, and when you sent the thing over and I you know listened to it a little bit, that saxophone just immediately was like obviously a super shining part of his work mm. and then yeah the sax love money thing was also hilarious because it's in his name yeah. and then he sent over a track without the sax in it and we were like nah he's playing <laughs> <laughs> like, it, made, it, it made it even better so it, yeah it really oh yeah to it. Yeah, yeah no he yeah he knocked it out that yeah. one is uh brian's mom's favorite mm. yeah he's got the mom's approval nice yeah no, i came in here singing that song that's that's yeah, the one. So yes. between the original uh, Backpack of Snacks and the remix of Snacks, what are each of your favorite songs mm -hmm. between all of those? What would you say is your favorite? Mm -hmm. I know that can change, but mm -hmm. right now, what would you say favorite? Go. I got mine. You want me to go first? Sure. Um, like between the two records or one of each? One on each? Um, I was going to say between the two, but between you can, the two? If, you, if you have more no, than no, one. No, no, that's fine. I, I still think my answer is the same. Um. I do love Yellow, Shut Eye. I think that's a great track. I also think Blue is just sassy as all get out and make, you know, a lot of attitude in both those tracks. I like the whole record, but Be Sunny, Orange, which, you know, hasn't seen a lot of like, you know, love in the same respect as the other songs, probably is my favorite just because it's the most, um, not atmospheric, but like, it's a mood. Yeah, it is. It's, it is. it's a mood beyond what the other tracks are able to necessarily provide. I think it's that bass line. The bass line in Be Sunny is just so hypnotic. interesting and hypnotic. And then um, we have some background vocals on there that kind of make it ethereal. And every time that I put it on, like, it's a great running song. It's a great work song. It's a, And, yeah, I listen to my music all the time, for sure. <laughs> like You got to. Yeah, most definitely. I'm yeah. not as good at that. Yeah. But, <laughs> so, anyway, be sunny. Orange. That's got mine. You. Give us what your favorites. You? Mm. What's your favorite? 
Um, it's it's hard for me to say. That's such a bad answer, but um, I I really I I really love Need a Minute and um, uh, the Zach Shadai the DJ Elemental yeah. P. Uh, Shut Eye Remix. Shout out to Elemental P, man. He's oh my gosh. Such, such a, a dope producer. Yeah. yeah. And, a, and a personality. I can oh tell. Oh my I, I've goodness. met him once. And the show I saw him on, he, it, it was fun. It was a, he had a fun <laughs> set. So, uh, and I, and just seeing him on socials and stuff. And I know you guys know him more personally, but. Boy, yeah, you get so. him on the mic, he'll, he'll go. Oh yeah. He'll go yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. He has the gift of gab. He has the gift of gab <laughs> in a great way. Here. And he has the puppet too. Yes, yeah, he, he does. does. So, yeah, you'll have to set up another mic for it. <laughs> yeah, you you're gonna have to put you got to put me on game. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll put you, you on, put on, me that on one. game yeah. for sure. He, he's dope, but yeah, he has some production on your Yeah, and he's too, he's so. done like he's worked with us a couple of different times. Great, great he, producer. He's he's yeah, he's such a, a, a he's OG fun, at this point. He's kind a person. He's just fun to be around, mm-hmm. and that's really mm-hmm. um, just, the, I think, the most important thing for any recording process. If you're actually recording something, you're choosing this moment in history to put this down. The atmosphere has to be right, and that's why I, I just think it's, you know what when when you can work with your friends or when you work wi- with people that it feels good and it doesn't feel like that one wasn't right or someone's not engaged it's 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 nice when everybody's like eating the same things drinking the same things there for a whole weekend it, and, Within and ha- the having constructs of a pandemic too yeah but you yeah, know it, yeah. it's it's hard to you know right. I, I suppose i'm speaking right. of the past licking point, the same thing <laughs> <laughs> smell rolling around in the same dirt uh, <laughs> uh yep <laughs> but uh yeah I, I guess that is a good point that really has changed now mm-hmm. but um yeah work with your friends that's the or just yeah in a situation that that feels good even if it's yeah. for the first time just yeah. something you know, yeah i just think that that's important okay for sure what's and so um, we like zach <laughs> 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 what's uh what's next for finkel um any new songs working on new albums more vir- we, virtual shows what's next yeah we, kind of all of that we, um, we're still on the virtual tour until december and we do two shows a month yeah. And then we back in Ireland is next, and then we go to space. Go to space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's in, invited. Everybody's invited. Everybody's invited. It's yeah. for free. Yeah, I gotta um, see that one. I'll be there. I gotta see that one. Yeah, we're gonna try and do some fun stuff for that one. I yeah. gotta see that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the outfits have to be good for that one. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, we got uh. We, we, we ju- wrote and rec- and recorded an album. Yep. In during this time, mm. so we we're, we're just finishing up the recording of that, and we're we're in the album cycle for this record called Sick 2020 now. Backpack of snacks, still still in our hearts, still you know the the baby, but we're already rolling out number two and uh, um, Long Summer, which we released earlier this week. Um, is yeah. is on thank that, you. and then um, Very dope. thank you, yeah, and then uh, another one we have coming out in October. Um, another called, single uh, off of yeah, that album called Bleach File, 
featuring this uh, UK grime artist called Kamikaze. Oh my gosh, who sounds intense. Yeah, it sounds like a very. Uh, <laughs> it sounds metal, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a very in your face type of. And it is. It is. It's, loud, it's no, the most no in the face. There. No, no. <laughs> no that's it's, dope. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, gonna it's sound so. a lot different anyway. than anything that the, the, the whole thing is gonna sound a lot different than people have heard from us before. Nice. Yeah, and we told you a little bit about it because we were gonna get get you on that long summer track, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's essentially just like a pandemic reflection. It's mm. uh, it's something that we've been, you know, art is what you experience. So that's where we're just kind of, we're, we're, I think, a little bit better at communicating through our music, I think, like most artists are. And so when people ask us what the pandemic was like, I kind of just hope to point at the record and be like, that's it. Go for it. Go ahead and listen. Smart move. Dope. Yeah. Dope. Man, well, uh, we've been going for a while. It's been like very... Uh, seamless very it's been flowing um where can where can people follow you uh do you have a website we do we got give we it, got give it to them we give got it, it yeah we got it all it's uh finkelband.com and uh all of our socials and streaming platforms are on that and it's um, f-i-n-k-e-l mm-hmm. okay yep. and then uh, yeah we're on uh, we're on it all and and I want to also Google make it. sure to shout out that they that you're performing uh, at Love Fest. So, yeah, so, uh, stoked b- for it. By the time people are watching and then listening to this, uh, you probably will have already performed there. But uh, cool. but you can still see it if you've missed it. Mate, you can uh, check out Finkel's performance uh, for Love Fest too. So I appreciate you being a part of that. As yeah, well, thanks for having us on. Cost, this so. and that. Yeah, yeah. and I'm whatever else you got this. coming. Yeah, <laughs> man. So I purposely yeah. So it, it's 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 gonna it's gonna be dope, man. Like uh, we have artists from all over the place, and and everybody's being super creative and putting their best foot forward. So cool. I'm super excited dope. for people to check that out. Dopeness. Well, uh, yeah. you got anything else for Finkel? Uh, that's it. I know we usually end with shout outs, so I don't know if there if there's anybody or anything that you want to shout out, you can feel free to do that sure, now. Sure, yeah. You got shout outs you like? My my uh, my my cousin does a podcast that is really good called Non Essential Business. Okay. Okay. And uh, he goes by the Reverend Joey Z. Sweet. The Reverend Joey Z. Okay. Mm. Anybody else you got for us? Any, Any shout recommendations? Shout out to song recommendations, books. Salt's new record. Did, did they just release another one? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Oh, no. Okay, I know That'd that they That'd be a did. treasure. To yeah, all I was about to say, they, yeah, I love Saul's, new, uh, Saul's record they released earlier this year. So, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. That, that's it. That one. Okay, I was making sure. I was about to say, you dropped another one? I was yeah. about to say, like, I got to yeah. check out what that is. No. Yeah, no yeah, kidding. That'd be crazy. Record. Yeah. That one artist, Namdi, dropped like three projects in the course of like mm-hmm. two. I don't even know. Talk about creative. Anyway, yeah. uh, shout outs. I don't know. Mom and dad, love you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, like all the peoples. Spit. Thanks for. I feel like so many. Yeah. 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 The whole Finkel fam. The whole Finkel fam. The whole Finkel fam. Shout my, outs my, to them. My friend Kate, she started her own cafe and she teaches art lessons. Watercolor cafe. Ooh. Give her a shout out. Okay. Mackinac Island, to Michigan. you guys. Shout out to y'all for, for putting this thing together and. Uh, we're happy to come back and have any conversation you want. Ever. Yeah, we definitely, yeah, we definitely want to get y'all back in here. Cool. So uh, yeah. there you have it, people. This is Finkel, and uh, you know, go check their music out because, like I said, you put me on, and they're definitely on my playlist. It's full of my different mood playlists, by the way. I so, love it. Moods yeah, and colors. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, yeah, I'm Snell, and I'm Alfred Nomad, and this is where from here. All right, everybody. Thank you, thank you, Finkel, and that for everybody out there. Peace and love. Deuces. I'll see you when I see you.